Open it up. Here's brother. Open it up. Bottle. Emergency alert. Emergency alert. I know. Back to back weeks with the bottle, the Trader Joe's bottle. Again, we'll take the sponsorship there. You can barely even see it, but the can will be back soon. I've made a Costco run. Let's get into it. You're listening to Cold One's Conversations. Yeah, this is Cold One Conversations. Back at it again here. I am Brennan Petrilli. I got Harry Heaps, the boy. I mean, Harry, you're just getting lazy, honestly, when I come into it because you're hitting your bets. It's not like you don't have the money here to go get the, go get the pollers. You're just a little lazy with it. That's what it I am. Like. I am being lazy with it. Costco seems out of the way. I can only go to it when I'm coming back from work. It's a madhouse when you go in there. But they got the deals. 36 cans for under $10. I mean, if I was an alcoholic and that was, you know, a beverage, that would be incredible. It's a good deal. You know That's I mean? like a case of hams, you know? Yeah. A delicacy. Sponsor us. There you go. <laughs> but, you know, Harry goes four and two on the week last week. I go three and three. I had a bit yep. more of a rough week. Uh, our HTL parlay did not hit. That's on me. Harry's uh, Harry's parts hit. Mine were just ugly. Uh, Detroit getting oh. molly whopped by. I wasn't going to bring it up. I wasn't yeah. going to bring it up. And then, that uh, yeah, that, that Dallas. Um, I was about to say the, the R word for a second, but the uh, I was about to say the Washington football team, the Commanders. That yeah, was, that was an ugly, an ugly football game. Uh, Dude, Wentz is but, out. Like, yeah, like he. We'll, like, we'll get to it in a little bit, but yeah. uh, that'll that'll be very interesting to see where it shakes out. But thanks again for everybody for clicking on the podcast again. Make sure you click the follow button on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. Click the subscribe button on YouTube. Put the bell on, like, comment, tell us what you like, your biggest locks this week. We're going to get into the HTL parlay throughout the, the episode here. Um, yeah. But let's get into a little baseball first, Harry. What do we think? Time out real quick, though, before you throw yourself under the bus. Dude, neither of my – I was wrong. Neither of my two parlays hit, dude. Oh. I said take the under in KC, Tampa Bay, and I said take Rams money line. And both, both of those got oh. smoked. Uh, so you're fine. Your... But, hey. They're coming here. We're trying out. We're doing good in the single bets. We're getting we're getting our feet wet in the parlay. Stick with it. It's going to pay out. We know you got the money. You throw one dollar on these games, get by. It all. It just matters about are you doubling that cash. All right, go ahead. Take us intro. Yeah, we're both sitting above the five hundred mark, so we're rocking and rolling here. We people, are. people pay for that, but you're getting yeah, it for do. free here by just clicking that subscribe button. Right, That's right, right, right there. That's all. You know, we're getting the views. Like I've been saying, we, we've been very grateful of everybody. You know, a couple hundred views an episode. Our, you know, our social clips are doing well. Just make sure you click. Well, Once you subscribe. Yeah, that's all. That's all we got to get those numbers up to be able to go to Barstool or wherever Joe Rogan right. and all the other guys to get that money. So that's right. But let's get into it here. Before we get into the NFL uh, Week Five slate here, I want to talk a little baseball action. We said we're going to wait till the playoffs starts. Playoffs are here this weekend, and yeah. I'm excited, man. My Philadelphia Fighting Phillies—they squeak their way in. Yes, they did. I, if you follow me at the BSP podcast, you know, putting out trillies and tens, I, I, I've been down on the fightings. I, who, who wouldn't have been uh, getting swept left and right t- down the end of the season, but they able to back it in. And the way that they clinched uh, what Monday night with Aaron Nola on the mound, throwing per- a perfect game through six and two thirds, you're sitting on every pitch. Like it felt like I was back uh, as a 10, 11, 12 year old watching Howard, watching Roy Halladay, Cole Hamels pitching, you know, watching these guys go at it and work. You're sitting there. You're like, I, I can't leave. Like, I, I I need to focus on every pitch. When now, it, 
baseball, you kind of turn it on in the background. It is what it is. Yeah, when you're absolutely. sitting there intently watching each and every pitch, it's just beautiful. That a little two-seamer he's got, a wipe-out curveball, striking guys out left and right. Uh, every ball put in play, you're like, uh, the camera guy kind of like messes it up a little bit. You think it's right, going to right. the gap. You're like, oh, my God, they make the play. But I, I want to thank Aaron Nola for that. And I, I like the fightings going into this weekend. So 207 start time on Friday. Vegas likes the fightings too. It's a pick them. Yeah. Adam Wainwright versus Zach Wheeler. Uh, the fightings are just a very slight underdog to win the series. Uh, when you got Wheeler and Nola going back to back in a three game series, those two guys themselves can pitch you a complete game shutout and get you two wins to move you to the next round. So that's all I've been saying is get in. It's been ugly. But when you got those two aces on the mound, when you have these right. bats that you've paid the money for, MVP and Bryce Harper, you know, JT Rio Muto is having a quietly MVP-like season as the best catcher in baseball. Kyle Schwarber's a monster hitting 46 home runs. Nick Cassiano still hasn't done anything for you at, at all this year. Maybe he gets hot. Who knows? I'm not banking on that. But then Reese Hoskins, he's a guy that can carry it for a week or two. And he just goes on to these stretches where, you know, he'll go bat three-plus hit a couple dingers, and then he'll go for two months going 0 for 30. Yeah. So this Phillies lineup has a lot of potential. They're built for these short series. Uh, I like their chances against the Cardinals. I wouldn't have liked it against the Braves or Mets. But, Harry, what do you think about those New York Mets now? I mean, an absolute embarrassment, bro. Yeah. Well, Collapsing before, but... 10 and a half games. I know. I know. And, and you know, uh, shout out Jimmy McEwen. Um, uh my girlfriend's cousin, diehard Mets fan, shout out to the whole McEwen family. Um, feel bad for him. You know, feel really bad for him. I, I, I had him. I, I had him give me a little rundown. I, uh, I haven't given me a little rundown on the whole uh, whole thing of these playoffs coming up. But first, I got to address what we what we brought up here with the Phillies, right? I mean, the, the first thing that I think that we can say about this team, this is the foundation that you need in that, right? You start off the season not hot, not strong whatsoever. You clear house with the coaching staff. You get hot. And then you're hot for a while. You're going on winning streaks mid-season. And then stuff starts to die off. And I don't even bring it up to you throughout the, the, the rest of the season because you're getting pissed off the Phillies. You're like, we had it. We lost it. And now they're back in this equation. And I, I, I do. I like the Phillies in, in, in this series. I think that they could be an upset. I, I have them picked to win the series against the Cardinals in six. Um, I think that they could get it done both at home or on the road, because again, they're a team that there's a lot of mystery behind them, right? You know, you're pointing out all these things that work for them, but the truth of the matter is they're not right now. They, they don't have a history recently of established playoff wins. And that's something that I actually think works for them right now because of this specific season. It's not like that they started out with a trajectory that was super high. And then fell off. And now they're, you know, in the wild card. They were looking like they weren't even a playoff team at the beginning of the season. And then they got hot. And then they lost a little bit. Now it's like they got their mojo back. Um, I think it would be absolutely astonishing um, to see, you know, the Phillies have a great run here uh, in the playoffs. I don't know if they're a World Series team. But, hey, you never know. Professional sports, professional sports. Exactly. Just get in and see what happens. You never know, right? But let's let let let's go to that point. You already made enough points about yeah. The Phillies. Sorry, I like nuts. I've been so amped up. I've been talking yeah. about the Phillies enough. I just yeah. wanted to get in and rub it in. I get it. All those I New York it, scum, all those Mets fans who aren't smart enough to be Yankees. Frank the fans. Tank. Frank the Tank. We we were hurting for you, dude. Frank we're was right, for you. but Frank. he was right. 
And dude, he's walking back, chewing on his backpack. Oh, we never win. Like, he's so. I mean, it's crazy, dude, right? And that's the thing, man. You, you have this team that's had hundreds of millions of dollars thrown into it. Pretty much more than, than than any other team right now in the league that's had money this season just besides maybe the Padres that's had money just at will. You want it, we got it. You want it, we got it by the owner, right? And you blow this massive almost 11-game win streak, right? Well, not win streak, but but but, but go ahead in the standings. Yeah. And to me, it's like, what are you doing? I mean, you know, we every every weekend, you know, throughout June, I get on Instagram and the MLB Instagram page comes up and I'm hearing the trumpets every time your closer comes out. And now I'm not hearing any more trumpets. No more trumpets right now. You're in it's, a scary it's the situation. Death. It's the burn, burn. I'm like, like the literally. It's like what's going on? Um, I will tell you, I still like the Mets in, in this series right now. I mean, <clears throat> excuse me, going against the Padres, uh, the Padres really, you know, they, they whipped the Mets this season. I don't know if that happens in the playoffs. I think that things can have, as we use on this show, Cold Ones Conversations, patenting, we're patenting the phrase, they're due. I just want to put that out there. We're patenting the phrase, they're due. And I think that the Mets are due. I think the Mets are due specifically against the Padres. Um, I know that you don't want to hear that. I know that you're going to have a million more comments for Julius, for Kieran, for Zook, for whoever else is supporting them. But I'll be honest, man, I like him here. I like him in six. Um, I think that New York Energy is going to support him. I think it's going to get behind him. Um, But right now, this was a team that when we first started this show, I said that this could be a team that within the next five years – it's two World Series. And if you're playing the way that you've played at the end of the season, that is absolutely not in your cards. Yeah. I mean, the biggest thing is when you're talking about the money there, you have a starting pitcher that makes more money than four total baseball teams in the major league. Like he makes more just himself than the average of the whole Pirates and a couple of the bottom, other bottom. The Orioles are definitely in there too. Yeah. Like, the guy's making more money than the whole baseball teams. And for him to come up short in that three-game series against uh, against the Braves when they needed it, it was on the line, the division was on the line, and they got swept down in Atlanta. It was just great to see. Just the absolute how cocky everybody was back in June and July when they are just all, this is a lock. Phillies and Braves aren't even going to come close. They were right about the Phillies. They took care of the Phillies. But that's another thing. If the Phillies play the Mets, they're due. So I, I kind of see your point there. <laughs> they're due. They're due. I see your point there when it comes to the Padres, that the Padres have played them well. And when I'm talking a little bit about uh, about our boys, what is going on with my lights? I'm sorry about that, guys. I think you look beautiful, personally. I mean, this is a cold one conversation. Now you're purple. So stand by. Now you're blue, green. Okay, we're going to find our way here. We want to go back to your natural skin tone. So let's find it. We'll get there. And, and see, ladies and gentlemen, when you tune into the pod, this is what you get. You get the back and forth of the lighting situation. It goes yeah. down. We figure it out. Yeah. This is MLB talk. This is baseball time. But to finish off the Mets there, the Padres are finishing off the Mets. To collapse to collapse that like much in a season, you think it's, it's hard to bounce back. The morale is at an all-time low. They weren't partying like the Phillies were when they made the playoffs. You know, oh, they they go, we should have had the division. They they weren't popping bottles. They weren't happy to be here. They aren't going, let's just Chris get in. Star. 
they were expected to win. They were expected to be the team in the National League with the Dodgers, and they choked. They have the guys now in a two in a three game series to Grom and Scherzer. They're two of the best pitchers in baseball. They can go get the wins, but Degrom's never done it before. Scherzer has with the Nationals, but the rest of that team hasn't. Lindor, nope. Pete, nope. The rest of them, nope. So we'll see where it goes from there. They're in the same situation as the Phillies at this point, and I love it. Welcome to the wild card, fellas. Let's get after it this weekend. Let's see what happens. Let's see who makes it to the next round. I don't have uh, that much expectations. I'll be happy to win the series, but if they lose, they're going to hear it, and I love it. They're going to hear it. Yeah. All right. So let me let, let me throw let me throw something out to you real quick. Let's move over uh, to the American League and let's talk a little Tampa Bay, Cleveland. Um, you know, I hate I hate that my O's did not make the wild card spot. Um, it's a knife to the heart, just as almost as big as the knife to the heart. A loss of the Bills when we led 2010. We're gonna get into that later. This is MLB time, not NFL time. But I've got to ask you about this, right? We're talking about two teams here that have had real playoff potential, obviously, throughout the season. have had some lumps at the same time, but now they've come out, right? They're ready to play. They're the teams that a lot of people late in June were both like, okay, they're solidifying themselves. They're going to make the playoffs. And truly, I, I want to know, you know, as our man on the ground, our baseball man on the ground, what are you seeing out of this series? Do you think it goes the distance? Do you think it's a seven-game series? Or do you think it gets cut short? And if you do, who do you go to? I'm going to say personally – the team that I have picked coming out of this series is Tampa Bay. I don't like Cleveland against them. Or sorry, I don't like I don't like I don't like Cleveland's chances against Tampa Bay is what I'm trying to say. I couldn't come up with the sentence. Um, I think right now I've got it picked six games for Tampa. I don't know if you think I'm way off there. These wild card, me. these first wild card series are only game best of three. Best of three. Sorry, best of three. Yeah. So which makes but, it makes it even more intense because you got your other starters in the back end right. of the rotation that you can just kind of throw in and just go, fuck it. You know, we got to win this series yeah. and put them in instead of maybe a bullpen guy here or there, and they can get some extra rest if you do make it uh, into that next series. But, uh, I mean, I like Cleveland. I think pitching is huge in the playoffs. Uh, you know, they got they got the bats, the third and first baseman there. They do. Uh, they, they moved on from Lindor. They say good riddance, brother. We got guys that are way better than you. We would not miss a beat without that bum on that team. So I like the Guardians uh, moving on uh, in that series. I think Tampa Bay's always been that frisky team. They they just can't keep their guys, which is crazy. How how consistent they've been in that American League East over the past five plus years. Um, it's impressive to be shipping guys out every other season and to keep getting back into the playoffs. So I tip my hat when it comes to that. But I like the Guardians. Okay. Let's hit. Uh, uh, let's let's stay in that yeah. American League East for the last little bit here, and oh, because it's history. Series. I don't want to talk about this series, dude. Well, it, it's history, though. I, we don't got to talk about the series, but we got to talk about your boy. You think he's juicing? I think they juice the balls for him. Okay, All and right. that's We're Aaron Judge. Okay, Aaron Judge. Yes, he's on, he's on the juice. He's on the spot. He breaks Roger Maris's AL all-time season record at sixty-two home runs for the year. It's impressive. I mean. Roger Maris, that's a long, long time ago. We're talking almost black and white there, fellas, uh, when he was doing it. Uh, a Yankee great now, Aaron Judge, did he earn his pinstripes for the Yankees? I mean, 
there's no question about it. You're, you're setting a home run record. You're scoring 62 home runs in a season. If you haven't earned your money, the strikes, whatever the hell you want to call it, I don't care who you are as a fan. You don't know what you're talking about. When a player does that, juicing or not. And if you know me, I want juice in the MLB. I say juice them all, needle and all. Let's put it in every arm. But absolutely, he's earned it, dude. I mean, this is this is a guy that the Yankees should should want to be a Yankee for life. To be honest, that like he's proven that right now. He's solidifying in this season as it comes to a close, um, and as the you know as as um, playoffs are upon us, that this is where he should be for the rest of his career. Um, do I think that? in the long term um personally no i i don't in the sense of them winning a championship because i said it i've said it before on other podcasts I've said it before we've been on the radio the yankees have proven time and time again that they can have all this heat behind them all all, all the all these crowds roaring that they're going to go all the way and that they're going to win a chip and then at the end of the day they fall short now they haven't fallen short this time where they're looking like a real powerhouse uh you know securing that second seed um but, you know, for, for Aaron Judge, I tip my hat to him. Uh, you know, God bless him. Great, great record to have. But, you know, I think at the end of the day, if this guy doesn't feel like he's going to get compensated well enough by this team that has, you know, more money than most small countries, uh, economies, um, if he doesn't feel like he's going to get his due, he's going to find a team that will. And there damn well are many teams, including the same one in New York, the other one in New York, that'll give him the money that he wants. Um, so I don't know. I think that Aaron Judge, Aaron Judge's got a big payday coming, and that's for sure. No, yeah, especially I, he might pull out this MVP. Yeah. I think it should be Shohei Otani just because how ridiculous that guy is, putting up the numbers sure. hitting and then going out and pitching every fifth day and dominating. He just restructured uh, uh, his deal, right? I think. I don't know. They were trying to move him at the deadline because, I mean, that guy's – the best player in baseball at this point. I mean, he's got the other guy, Mike Trout, in the outfield there with them. But them not right. being able to win is insane. But Aaron Judge is going to get a bag, a bag and a half, a, a, yeah. a whole Brinks truck. I mean, maybe wherever... <laughs> what if he gets a billion dollar deal? Can you imagine? Nah, he won't get a billion. Who'll he'll be the first get, billion? Dollar get, like, he's not going to get a ten year deal like you know a couple of the guys just because yeah. he's a little bit. He'll older. probably get a seven. Yeah. And he's he's deserved it. He sh- he deserved it two years ago, uh, but the Yankees didn't give him the money. Now now they're scrambling. Is this guy's gonna go out test free agency? What every player deserves the right to do, and now he's gonna go get that money because he's earned it. He's went out there. He broke the record. Might win an MVP. Uh, he might get. Uh, I didn't look at the stats today. Yesterday, I guess tonight when we're recording it, the last games of the MLB season. If he gets the triple crown for average home runs and RBIs, I know he was flirting i think it was just the average he was I don't battling think he did yeah i think that's the whole reason why te- why yankees fans were getting pissed it seems like the orioles for not throwing softballs to him yeah. because he didn't because he didn't get that award which at the end of the day screw off i mean this this is professional sports like play play through the reason why the title means something is because you're overcoming adversity it doesn't mean that somebody throws on it doesn't mean that harry heaps came to the came to the mound and threw to aaron judge and now he's knocking you know, balls out. But let, let me throw a question to you here, truly. What do you think about this award? What does this say about Aaron Judge more than than what we've already implied? But number three, do you think that the Yankees are going to show up? 
Is this a guy that they are, without a doubt, there's not going to be contract negotiations. They're going to put down such a big number that he sees and he goes, give me a pen. Uh, they should. I mean, he seems like a Yankee guy for life, him and his mom there. Um, but they've already given out so much money. How much more? I guess Infinite, like, they're, it's infinity, if not, dude. they're top five sports franchises in the world. They should give them just, just give them the damn money. You know, give them an offer you can't refuse uh, because the guy has earned it. He's earned it over the past five plus years with your franchise. He is the next guy He's taken over for Derek Jeter as that leader uh, of that team. Uh, you to let that guy walk. That's not the Yankee way. That's not what the Yankees do. You know, you don't let those guys walk out your building and especially to go across town to the low lights. I mean, you can't that let that crazy. Happen. Can't let that well, happen. that would that would just be a, a shot. He would also he could arguably become the most hated hated man in New York if he does if that does happen. He wouldn't be able to live in New York anymore. No, he'd have to go to Jersey City on the yeah. other side of the pond, literally, yeah. and just look at the skyline. You know, he'll probably buy buy the whole the whole little little piece of land right there. He'll buy it all, pick up all the apartments. I mean, I don't know, man. I think um, I think he'll say Yankee, but. You never know, dude. You never know. There's enough teams right now in this league that are coming up with the money to pay guys. The Padres have proven they will pay people to come their way. The Mets have proven it more than anybody. The Angels, as you noted, they'll pay everyone, but they can't win. I think that he wants to be. I also don't know. I'll be honest. I don't know that he's a guy, and this might be too hot of a take, um, but I don't know that he's a guy who's concerned more about winning than he is running. He comes off to me like an Aaron Rodgers. I'll be very honest. I think that if he finds a team that will give him the bag and he knows that he might not, he he could win a chip with them, but it's not as guaranteed as it might be with another, that's the way he's going to go. Because that's what Aaron's done. And, and Aaron's considered to be one of the best of all time. Yeah. And I, I just get that from him. I don't see him being a guy that's going to lay down a couple 10, 20, 30 million to get a chip so that another guy can go get paid on a year deal. I don't see that. I yeah, see I him being a guy that's going to chase it. I don't, I don't, I don't have enough of a read on him in that sense. Uh, I don't think he's that kind of guy, but maybe he is. Um, I mean, he's bet on himself this far. Why not? Yeah. You know, why take it now when he could have two years ago to start of the season? It's true. It's true. Before we wrap up this MLB talk here, Harry, do you want to get anything off your chest, your O's? I mean, we were saying before this, it was a good season. Uh, it was a sad day. Overperformed. It's a sad day. It's a sad day. It's a bad day. Um, but it's day, also a great day. day. Sad day, bad day. It's a sad day, bad day, but also a great day. God bless. God bless the O's. Um, listen, man, nobody expected us, I don't think, over 50 games. I, 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 I truly don't, um, including myself coming into the season. I was like, here we go again. We got uh, a family ownership that doesn't back us, um, a ball club that doesn't seem to have it together, um, youth that doesn't have a leader. Um, is Mancini the guy? Yes, but can he put it all on his back? Um, at the time, we didn't know. And they went out, and they made a real run for it to make that wild card. Came up short by, I think, two games um, that turned into five, obviously, since we lost. Um, but listen, man. What I will say um, as we close out this MLB talk on a happier note is that if the O's have this season or better next year, we are a viable team to sell 
that stays in Baltimore with new ownership, money in that ball club, dude. That ball, with, with the youth that we have in guys like Gunner, right, guys that nobody was talking about who gets who gets um, minor league player of the year, right? And who knows if Mancini comes back, if we get enough money that, because we know that he w- does want to play in Baltimore. He does. We get a guy like him to come back. We pay him. Who's to say that this team can't be out of top of a division? Who's to say that this team can't be a team that makes the Yankees nervous? Who's to say that, right? Because you just did kind of what no one thought that you were going to do in actually potentially making a playoff run to make it to the playoffs. We did it. I couldn't be more than happy with the season that we had. I wish that we could have gotten that nod, even if we would have gotten swept in three games. I don't care. I'll take it. God bless the O's. It was a sad day. It was a bad day. But in the end, it was a great day. Go on O's. Live O's. Live Orioles. O-R-I-O-L-E-S. What's, uh, real quick, what's your biggest goal for this offseason for the Orioles? Is it a new ownership? Is there a player to New ownership won't occur until we have one more good year where the team could actually be worth something enough for them to sell it, where they could really make profit. I mean, because here's the thing, dude, if they get hot again next year, they're a hot team. They're a team that is in uh, a, a, a very vibrant sports town that if it had money in it could be real and has enough youth and not tied up in too many bad con- contracts. RIP Chris Davis, um, that can cripple us, right? So my hope is that we come in with the same mindset of whatever it was this of this year that let's just get it done. Let's go back. Let's prove the impossible. Let's make a wild card spot. Let's do something that people let, – let's have a money ball year. Let's make money ball the movie reality for the Orioles. Let's have a money ball year. Let's get to a playoff spot. If we win, we win. If we don't, we don't. But we still prove people wrong. And then after that, the long-term goal, two to three years, yes, new ownership. Somebody that comes in, wants to put money into this team and see it succeed. Yeah, I mean, both of our teams are on the up and up now. Uh, Correct. It's, it's exciting. Uh, this this weekend is going to be a lot of fun. Make sure you follow us on Instagram, Twitter. Click the subscribe button on YouTube, Spotify, all that. Because I'm going to be giving my live reactions to the fightings this weekend. I'm excited for it. Uh, making this uh, MLB push. Harry, let's take a quick break. We'll dive into the NFL now, and we'll give you our picks, our HTL coming up. Hopefully, we're going to bounce back a lot better than we did. We are. So we'll, we'll be back in one sec. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back. You are listening to the fifth episode of Cold Ones Conversations. We just got done talking a lot of MLB talk, MLB playoffs. The, the fightings, baby. The fightings. The, the Mets and, and how much truly hates them. RIP my O's. God bless them. They're going to have an even better season next year. But now it's time to recap week four of the NFL season. That's what you're here for. You're here for our takes, for the recaps, for the projections that we give, and then finally, obviously, our bets because we've been making you money. Once again, Trilly and I both went above 500. I went four and two. Trilly went three and two. Or sorry, three and three. Three and three. Uh, but either way, 500 and above. That's what we do here. We go 500 and above. We don't go under. We go above. We don't go under. But it's time to bring you into the recap. We got to talk about this past week. And we got to talk about the game that occurred the same day that we gave you our phenomenal podcast. Which had a horrible, horrible event occur. Miami, Bengals, in Cincinnati, 
Tua goes down, looks like he's going to have a life-threatening injury, if not a season-ending injury, if not maybe even a career-ending injury. And we got to give our take on this. This is major news in the sports world and the NFL world. It's stuff that guys like Trilly and I have to talk about, as horrible as it is. But let's get into it, man. Um, first, Trilly, I, I want to throw out to you, and I'm going to preface this. Um, there's all this discussion now about the concussion protocol. And all these people that are like, well, this should have already been changed. It's like, but there wasn't an event that could occur to get these protocols changed yet. The protocols that they've had have been in place and they've protected people. They kept people safe. The question is now, yes, is there an ability that players might be able to trick the system? Absolutely there is. But there's no question about that the NFL is continuing to try to make this game safer and safer to the point where guys like Ray Lewis, when he first started in the league, the NFL today is a completely different game. The way that Ray Lewis used to tackle people is not the way that a linebacker inside, outside can tackle anyone today. Can't touch the quarterback the way he used to at all. Right. What I think, what I think that this comes down to more than concussion protocol this comes down to where are our loyalties with our coaching staffs? This comes down to that this was a direct disrespect of what the NFL and the commissioner of Roger Goodell clearly wants to avoid, which is the biggest thing that they want to avoid in the league is a death on the field. And this was a spit. The Miami Dolphins front office coaching staff spitting in the face of that. We have last week to a getting up clearly so screwed up that he can't even walk. He's almost falling, it looks like, to his death. And then the next week, on a short week, you put him back out there. You put him back out there, not just the next week, but on a short week. And he goes down, and the camera gets a perfect angle of what neurologically looks like his brain shutting down. I'm going on a rant here. I'm sounding like a total attacker of this Miami front office. But that's how I feel, man. At the end of the day, they're the guys who have got to tell these young athletes, you're not playing this week because those guys are going out to prove themselves. Two is trying to prove that he's a that he's a franchise player, that he deserves a contract, that he's the man that everybody's been downing. He's been on fire. You think that he's going to let a bump to the head stop him? No, I'm going back out there. I'm taking on the team that was just in the Super Bowl. And yet you put him back out there and he could be done for the season now because of this. So I'm going to stop my rant. What do you think about what I'm saying? Do I sound stupid or am I or am I making some fair points here? No, the biggest thing for me is what you just rounded out there saying, right? When it comes down to it, if say, you know, some people say, you know, a locker room culture, right? And, and to uh right. he's he's fighting for that contract. He wants to be out there like I like, yes. I'm doing it and like not at the same extent, but like my foot's banged up. Uh, I'm going to go out there. I'm still going to try to play, play in a rugby game this weekend. Right. I, pro- I probably shouldn't. I've done it in college. Not to the same extent. I'm not comparing, but we've all been there. You where, are him. Yeah. I, yeah. We, everybody's been in that point where you kind of push through something now to this extent where it's a head injury. The You're right. The NFL has been trying to take major strides to it, but when it comes down to it, some guys might look at you and be like, you sure, dude? Especially where the Dolphins are. They were undefeated going into that Thursday night football Absolutely. game. Going up against this uh, team that was in the Super Bowl that could have won the Super Bowl. Um, they're coming off hot week, a hot couple weeks. Big wins, too, is slinging it. Um, but when it comes down to it, it's in the power of Tua. But what you said, the Dolphins should have said, no, you're not playing. 
that's the biggest thing because even if Tua is trying to battle through it and be like, I'll, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. Uh, the Dolphins got to put up on that on that big screen in front of everybody and be like, look at this. You're wobbling, back, not, whatever. Take this week off. It's a short week. You'll get an extra 10 days to recover on top of the four already. Correct. I'd rather you play the next, what, 16, 14, 15 games of the season rather than Correct. missing two, three, maybe even the rest of the season if you get hit again. So uh, that's the biggest thing. They should have threw that video clip up there and been like, dude, this is not okay. They should have took it's it out of hands uh, and just been like, no. And they didn't. They kind of just went, oh, you sure? You, you sure yep. you're, are you sure you want to play? Well, instead I think of going, no, was, you're not playing. What they said was, you're good to go, right? Yeah, yeah. You're good to go, right? Like, that's the way that they took this game. And he and here's the bottom line is that if Roger Goodell and the league want to make a statement against this so that future situations like this do not occur, what has to happen, what has to happen is that there has to be major fines from the GM to the coaching staff, including the head coach, down. The head coach should be looking at a multi-million dollar fine by the league right now. I don't care what people say. He's the head coach. He's not a team doctor. Why are you going to find him? Because at the end of the day, he's the guy who decides the lineup. And yes, he's going to listen to team doctors. And yes, he should go off of what team doctors say. But he was he was the first guy out there that saw his quarterback wobble the week before. He was there. He didn't need a team doctor to tell him he wobbled. He didn't need a team doctor to tell him that he was in a position that could have hurt his career, hurt his season, hurt the Dolphins' chances of winning. He was there just like everybody else, and he's a head coach in the NFL. If the NFL wants to make a statement where things like this don't happen again, you hold the head coach responsible. You say you're just as much a part of this as that team doctor was. Because, yes, they're the specialists. They got fired. We're not going to fire you. But we're holding your feet under the fire. That's where I stand. And I'd be saying the same thing right now if this was John Harbaugh and Mar Jackson. I'd be saying you got to give John Harbaugh a multi-million dollar fine because you were there too. You saw it happen. But the thing I know is that if they saw Lamar because of how my coach is, if they saw that happen to Lamar, Lamar wouldn't be out there playing. We'd have trust in Huntley. And you've got an even better number two than we do. I know that my team would trust in Huntley and put our number two quarterback out there. So my whole thing and why I'm yelling so much is that the only way that this changes is that this head coach must be raked over the coals a little bit. Because if you don't, the guy who's technically not the leader on the field, but the leader of the team, publicity-wise mainly, who holds who holds everything together, who's in charge of that, the, 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 the person that the owner put their team's hands into, that head coach, you help sign off on that, you should be either rewarded or negatively given consequences to for what occurred this past Thursday. What do you think about that, Trilly? Yeah, I'm just kind of thinking about the flip side where you're saying that you would hold John Harbaugh responsible, right, if it was with Lamar. And I'm just thinking, Philadelphia, we had this not so long ago with Carson Wentz in the playoffs. The playoffs gets absolutely annihilated by Jadavion Clowney, the biggest scumbag in the league. He got murked. Get hit in the head. And I'm sitting in the stands. I, I All the Philly fans are... Get back in there, Carson, calling him a pussy. I almost fought a guy because the guy was being so obnoxious about it with his two little kids right there yelling and screaming. screaming. Get back in? 
What? Yeah, yeah. And he's or cursing. you were screaming, get back in. Or, and he was saying, no. Who no. was screaming, get back in? Oh, no, 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 he I. was. He was. This guy was. You calling saying? him a pussy and all this other oh, stuff. Okay. With his okay. two little kids that are like 14 and 10. And I go, buddy, shut the fuck up before I, or I'll come up there and make you. Like, look at your kids, bro. Like, it was. Would you have kicked in the stomach first and then gone out? Like, it, okay, let, real quick. We got to go on this tangent. It's you versus them three. Okay, it's a dad and his two sons, the 10 and 14 year old. You got to divide and conquer. What are you doing? I'm throwing the one kid at the other one, and then I take the dad. Which one? You got to identify the 14 or the 10 year old. You throw the 10 year old at the 14 year old because the 10 year old's smaller, and then you go at the dad. Yeah. And you throw that right cross, followed by the patented Petrilli elbow to the ground. All right, continue on. But anyway, you know, like I was thinking situations with my team. Fan bases are different, obviously. You know, Philly, Baltimore have different reputations with it uh, than maybe the Miami fans would. But that pressure of the fan base to want you to get back in there, I can see where it comes, especially a new young head coach, one of the youngest sure. coaches in the league. First five, four games of his coaching career, he's 3-0. and He's ready. He's rocking and rolling. He's like the hot shot guy on the yep. block now. And yep. all he's thinking about is winning football games. Now, should he have his players' backs? And yes, 100%, that's a part of the gig. But that's just something that he's going to have to learn throughout the way here as he moves on coaching-wise. Before, before we move off before we move off this topic. And it's a shame. Point, it's a shame because yeah. we really haven't even talked about the actual game. You know, No, because you can't. You yeah. can't talk about it because of what occurred. Because that event overshadowed. It didn't matter who won. It didn't matter if Miami went on and still stayed undefeated. This this event still overshadows that. It'd be the same thing if it was Burrow, right? Yeah. If it was Burrow and Miami went out there and this happened, the, vice versa, where they're going in, they've already lost the game, Burrow got hurt the week before, we'd be having the same conversation. The last point I'm going to say is this, but that's what determines what a head coach is. That's what determines what a head coach is. When you make mistakes like that at at – at a crucial point in your in your team's career where you're three and0 you've beat the re- previous week before you beat the team that is supposedly the Super Bowl favorite in the bills you beat a top five coach in the league the week before that and the all-time coach the week before that you're hot already dude you've got to think about and we're not just talking about a player here I mean not to say that he doesn't matter but it's not like we're talking about Tyreek Hill just a wide receiver. We're talking about a guy who's possibly going to be your franchise, the guy that you're going to give the biggest contract on the, on the team to. And you make this call. He's the guy who's taking every snap. He's the guy who's out there for every single offensive play. If it's Tyreek Hill, you can pull him out every, every third down, take him out, throw in another tight end in that package, put two running backs in, make one a receiver, one a running back, see how it goes. You don't have to have him in every time. But the quarterback isn't every time. So let's rest. We'll move on to a different game. Um, but I, I think that if this is going to change, Roger Goodell's got to step up, not hide behind the owners, and he's got to make a statement. You did it with Deshaun Watson. He hasn't never, said anything, has he? No, he hasn't. You uh, did it with Deshaun Watson. I get it's totally different situations. But you went after him for something that you didn't feel was what should ever be a part of your league. I think that this should never be a part of your league either. Step up, Roger Goodell. All right, let's hit. Let's go to our next game here, and let's talk about the possible uh, the possible 
Super Bowl team here, Super Bowl contender. And truly, that's your that's your Eagles versus the Jags. That's my lock. That was my HDL last week. I'm four for four in my locks. I am four for four in my locks. If you're listening to me, you should be listening to me. I said, take the Eagles six and a half. Now, I won't lie. We're going to keep it honest. Jago, Jags go up by 14. I text Trilly. Are you going to fuck me? Are you going to fuck me? And he I told you relax. Back. He said relax. And what do you know? They regroup. They shut it down. Trilly, break down this Eagles game. Go. Yeah, man. I mean, you weren't the only person. Uh, you, I'm getting texts left and right from all the bozos out there. <laughs> well, the Eagles aren't for real. Blah, blah, blah. And, you know, the name Jaguars. One. Give me one name. Give me uh, one name. I can uh, probably Ryan Lovsky, what a scumbag. <laughs> I love you, RL. But I even my even my cousin Holden, you know, long, recurring guest on the BSP podcast, he's freaking out. Oh, this is where we come back down to earth. You know, huge birds fan too. Maybe we aren't for real. People are saying the Jags are like one of the best teams in the league now. And all of a sudden, second quarter happens. Jalen Hurts goes on fire. They run the football down their throat, and we're up 21-14 going into the half. Like it's funny how that works. You know, this Eagles te- uh, team can shut you down in so many different ways. Now, the big thing was the rain was a huge factor. Uh, Trevor Lawrence couldn't hold on to the football to save his damn life. Maybe he's right. got tiny hands, honestly, is what I'm thinking. Whoa. Yeah, yeah a lot. Of, what he's do we know? around the corner. The ball is slipping out his hands. Slipping Maybe out. a little too yep. much lotion, lotion. But it is what it is. <laughs> and this Eagles offense is legit. I mean, they can put up points on anybody. This Jaguars defense was number one in the rush. They ran for 250 yards on them. 250 yards, Harry, on the number one rushing defense in the league through four games. Uh, But then people want to tell me that the Jaguars aren't that good of a football team. Like, they they want to tell me that the Minnesota Vikings aren't that good of a football team when everybody's picking them to win the NFC North coming into it. They just beat the the Minnesota Vikings. Like, this Detroit team, they've put up a lot of points this year. They've been a very good team. Oh, yeah, they have. Now, the only team that's bad is the – Washington Commanders and Carson Wentz, and you beat the hell out of them. Yep. Nine sacks. So yep. I, just the these games aren't Slaughter. really Slaughter. even close. That no. I told you, I said the Eagles are going to win this by easily more than a touchdown. I think it got a little too close at the end. There were some close calls on fourth down, whether you kick a field goal uh, at the end there, to, but or do you go for it on fourth down? They decided to go for it uh, because Jake Elliott got hit uh, roughing the kicker. The, Yep. Uh, drive before that it's in the rain he missed from that spot earlier in the first quarter so I don't think he was very comfortable he was banged up they just brought in another kicker now this week just in case if he's not ready to go so that's kind of leading to where why they went for it on fourth down there why there's a bunch of bozos like RL saying everybody in football knows they should have kicked the field goal but your kicker wasn't healthy jackass so like that's what people just don't understand is that this football team is more than just what they got more than what people think no one likes us. We don't care. We're going to dominate the Arizona Cardinals this weekend. We're going to get to that in a little bit. But what do you, what did you think about that football game, Harry? What did you think about the D-line and the O-line? No, we'll no, get first. to the trenches. I want to get to the trench talk because this team's got a lot dude, of guys we in the got to talk about the trenches, dude. The first thing I'm going to say is that last 30 seconds of that rant could have been the definition of Philadelphia Barstool. The way that you just described, nobody likes us. We don't care. We're here. We're taking it all. That, that for all new listeners, that's what a Philly fan is. Like, that. that's a Philly fan. No respect for anybody. 
Sounds like they don't know what they're talking about. Sometimes they do. And at the end of the day, they believe that their word is as good as God's. But let's move on. First thing I'm going to say is, dude, right now, right now the Eagles have the second-best quarterback in the National Football League, and they've got the second-best defense in the National Football League. The only team that's better than them in both respects, and anything could change any given football game, are the Bills in Josh Allen and when that defense is fully healthy. That's the only thing. Besides that, dude, Hertz Hertz has now stepped up. I mean, my, my list right now, he's overcome Lamar. Right now, my list last week, I had I had him under Lamar. Right now, my top five QBs in the league right now, Josh okay. Allen, Jalen Hurts, Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, Aaron Rodgers slash Jimmy G. That's my top five right now. Jimmy G. Top five. Jalen Hurts, second best quarterback in the league right now. You're seeing this guy, and I'll get to the D-line in a second, but you're seeing this guy take a page out of Lamar's book where he's not just working from his feet, and he's doing it even quicker than Lamar did. He's spending so much time in the pocket and then he picks his time to strike for that touchdown. He looks so poised. As you texted me, he's, he, he looks like a man. He looks like a man out on that field. It's crazy. This D line is ridiculous. It, it's, it's absolutely, you went from having obviously, you know, the pick with, with Hertz, you know, the deflection, whatever, we'll, we'll give it up. And then, you know, uh, uh, that turned into a touchdown. And then obviously Trevor with, with the play action, going to the running back short pass, they score, whatever. And then right after that, they clean it up. They're getting after him the whole time. He doesn't have room to breathe in that second and third quarter. He's getting nervous. Fletcher Cox, of course, always bringing the pressure. I mean, that, that dude, that anytime it's brought up now that, that, you know, whereas two years ago, any announcing staff was kind of shitting on him. Now they're like talking like he's, you know, the greatest of all time and what he does. Yeah. Uh, the, the Eagles are in a major, I mean, dude, the, the truth of the matter is, is that what you've set yourself up for, and this is a great thing and also a nightmare, is that there is no excuse right now, on um, barring a major injury, there's no excuse for not making an NFC championship. There's just no excuse for it. I'm not going to say Super Bowl, we're too early in the season, we're only going into week five. But, dude, you're 4-0. You're the only 4-0 team in the league right now. You're ready to go. Your offense is clicking like no other. A.J. Brown looks like he and Hurts have been throwing the ball together for the last 13 years. They're they so have. insane. They grew up with each other. But, okay, listen, they might have grown up together, but he took some time down in Tennessee, and the other guy took some time down in Alabama, but they've reunited. They've reunited. And they're, it feels so good. And it, and it feels, feels so, so good. good. They're ready to go, dude. Um, you know, I, I, I think the thing though, that's most understated about this Philly offense. And I want to get your take on this is your running game. Your time of possession right now on offense is ridiculous while having a mobile quarterback. You don't feel rushed at all. The concept of what you guys are coming up with on the offensive side of the ball to really create plays that you want to. So that again, when Hertz wants to pick that time to strike, he can while you march down the field and you're within 15 to the goal line. You're finding that. What do you feel? Do you agree with me? Is it the running game? What do you feel is kind of setting you guys apart that's making that momentum click so well? It's that offensive line. I mean, you lost Jordan Mailata on that pick six to start the game. You know, a 360-pound man's trying to chase down a D-back, dives for him, and lands on his shoulder. 
Um, supposedly he'll be okay from what it seemed like. He'll, he, he's got a chance to play this week, which is good. You saved a bullet because that guy is a top five left tackle in the league already. As and, a collarbone break survivor, I thought it was a collarbone break. I thought it was a collarbone break. I'll be honest. Dude, I mean, Philadelphia's learned this with Joel Embiid. A guy over 250 pounds and gravity and the floor do not match. Doesn't work. It, it doesn't, doesn't work, man. It doesn't like, work. Yeah. Does not like. The gravity does not like bigger men. All right. So when it comes down to it, it's that offensive line where he goes down. You bring in um, uh, Jack Driscoll, a backup. Nobody really knows about him. But the guy played all world. You're still able to rush the ball. You're He's getting gritty with it. And it's all because of the offensive line coach. Uh, uh, Jeff Stoutland. I mean, the guy's been here for 10 plus years. The guy has turned Lane Johnson, Kelsey, Mylotta, Evan Mathis, all these guys in the Pro Bowl. There's Brandon Brooks, like all these guys in the Hall of Famer Pro Bowl type offensive lineman. Now he's got uh, Landon Dickerson, you know, guys, captain of the Alabama Crimson Tide at one right. of your guards. Uh, you have put him next to Jason Kelsey, Isaac Samalo, Lane Johnson. They, they showed a stat on him after the game. Lane Johnson hasn't given up a sack since 2019 dude <laughs> like that's insane for yep. a left tack a right tackle to not give up a sack in over three years the guy is on playing on another world they're able to run the ball with any running back miles sanders is on a contract year this year for the eagles everybody's looking for him to have a big year and this was his game it was in the rain he ran hard two touchdowns 125 yards. You didn't even have Boston Scott. He was out for the game. Who was your number two? Kenny Gainwell comes in. Trey Sermon. They picked off of waivers coming into it. You're just plugging and playing, guys. With this offensive line, anybody can run behind them. And then when it comes down to it, and if it's third and long, normally with Jalen Hurts' arm, you're like, I don't know about that. But you can go and get 15, 20 yards every time when you throw the Absolutely. ball to A.J. Brown, when you throw Absolutely. it to Dallas Goddard, when you go deep to Quez Watkins. And I didn't even talk about the Slim Reaper, and Devontae Smith, a Heisman Trophy winner. You, dude, you got weapons crazy. all over the place that can just get he's chunk plays. He's crazy this year, dude. He's crazy this year. Just get chunk plays he, with these guys. Yeah. So I'm up. excited. I'm thinking. I'm not saying it yet. I'm excited for it, though, for that for that Super Bowl. This is going to well, be here, a big week against the Cardinals, the but we'll get to it. Here, here's the thing. If you and I talked about it every year that we were together in school together, if either Philly – is in the Super Bowl. We've said it. We will be together in either city watching that game. Now, the only thing that divide us is if it's a Birds Super Bowl. And if it's a Birds Super Bowl, the thing is, this show, this show might be over. Like, it might not make it. But we're not going to go there. Let's talk, oh, let's talk let's about move. it. Let's talk about the other Birds. Jeez, they got a shot. I was talking to you before. They got a gauntlet of a, of a schedule here. And they've been putting it up. They've been putting up a fight against all these guys, but they're just coming up yeah, short. We're coming up short, dude. It doesn't. It it it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. That's that's the thing that is so. The thing that is so frustrating. And you tell me if I'm lying. And audience, you tell me if I'm lying. I want the comments. I want you to subscribe. Tell me if I'm crazy. But Baltimore right now is a true team that should be four now. This is a true. Two and two team that should be four and zero that isn't, and it isn't for one specific reason. Two, no pass rush can't keep points off in the secondary. It has nothing to do with the way our quarterback is playing, with the way that 
clearly now our running game is in full effect as we see Dobbins in the way that Mark Andrews is playing, in the way that Duvernay is playing, in the way that we're developing Bateman. It has nothing to do with our offense or offensive line. Lamar, again, his sweet numbers, 29. Past three games, he's only taken 29 pass attempts, and he's taking shots he wants. He didn't have a great rating uh, for, for this game, went 20 for 29. But still, he's got so much time. He's picking his spots when he wants to run. We have one of the realest schedules in the NFL, right? There's, there's no doubt about it. Let, let, let's look at it real quick before I, before I go into my recap of this game. We go and face now another team that was just in the Super Bowl, the Bengals. Okay, we play them. Then we have a weak, weak game against New York, but then we got an in division game in Cleveland. That's a real team right now, dude. With not, not even having their starting quarterback, they're a real team. They're, they're like I would argue that Cleveland right now is better than the Bengals, in my opinion. We'll wait to see what comes out, but I think that they are. Then we go, uh, dude. You, if Joe Burrow keeps getting touched the way he is, Cleveland wow. will be better. Okay, maybe. We go on. We're going against the goat. After that, we go against the Saints, who are giving everybody trouble once they get a hand on them. I mean. We go against Carolina that's week. Jags, who knows now? They seem to be real. Going against Denver, that should be a win. And then we've got in-division games. That's always a different way of playing. Like the Ravens have, we don't have a, a, a ride-easy schedule here. This is fucking bust, bust, you know, get, get, get hit in the face, get punched in the face, lose some teeth, and you find out if you're still standing. And right now the Ravens are having a lot of trouble standing. And it's pissing me off because, again, I never thought that I would be saying that my team has lost our our identity. I never thought I'd say that, dude. I I can't believe that the final the first season where I get to see Lamar truly again defy where everybody's like, oh, we're going to be able to stop Lamar. Lamar's Lamar's able to be stopped. He's so readable. Uh, everybody's going to come back and be able to stop him. And then every year you can't stop him. And now we're scoring plus 28 points. Never thought I'd see that where we're, we're, we're a guaranteed usual 35-point team. But we have no one on the defense who wants to step up. Humphrey, where are you? Clark, great. You get an interception every once in a while. Williams, great. You get an interception every once in a while. Peters, what are you doing on the sideline, dude? Hardball's had your back every year since you left the Rams and got on this team. Every year we've had your back. And you're yelling at the head coach. Don't get me wrong. I, I hate the call as well, but it has nothing to do with you. You're on the other side of the ball. If anybody should be yelling at him, it's the franchise quarterback. You put him out there, he throws an interception, ends the game for us. So at the end of the day, dude, if we can't stop teams from being able to put points off on us, we're not in that Super Bowl conversation. And you know as well as anybody that we should be. We should be one of the top three teams in the AFC. It, the top three teams in the AFC that should be considered to go to Super Bowl this year are Bills, KC, Baltimore. And Baltimore can't be in that right now. I, I freaking hate it, dude. I hate it. Yeah. No, I mean, Baltimore is a very good football team. You're right. They, they, they should be 4-0. But I want to hit the flip side of your Lamar love there. You know, you got these big leads. Why aren't they able to run the clock out? Why aren't they able to put the finishing touches off these games, put it away. So the defense doesn't have to worry about giving it all up. I, t- I texted you to Lamar needs the answer here. He didn't answer yeah. against he didn't, Buffalo. He didn't know he didn't, he didn't have the game that he's had the past three weeks. And, and, and what it also comes down to is 
uh, listen, I'm always going to make excuses. I'm, I, I love my team. You, you make excuses for your team, but there's growing pains, right? You can't, I can't ask Lamar to become a pocket passer and then say, just so you know, have full clock awareness every single game this season out of the 17 weeks. That, that's not possible. He's redefined his game. Jalen, you and I both know that sooner or later in this league, something's going to catch up. Philly's not like Philly's not a team. Like, I don't think that you could say, I think that they're an NFC championship team, but they're not a 17 and 0 team, right? Something's going to catch up. Something's going to catch up, but it happens dude. That's what this league is. Somebody gets hurt. Somebody makes a mistake. Somebody misses coverage. Somebody's not set in the block. Somebody doesn't run their action. Right. And something happens, right? For Lamar, we saw it in week two, that 10-minute drive that then got reversed. He went on the goal line. We didn't get the second touchdown. Went after we answered with the touchdown against Miami off the kick from Duvernay. We go down. We take 10 minutes, 39 seconds to have our to, ha- to have our play to make a touchdown. Doesn't happen. But either way, I remember texting him. I'm like, dude, I've never seen this type of clock management. And you're right, man. I mean, we should have been dominating clock management because in that first half, the Bills couldn't get it done. Um, I don't know what it is, man, because I will tell you something right now. If we would have won that game, besides Philadelphia, Baltimore would be the, currently Baltimore would be the hottest team in the NFL. Yeah. No, and instead we sure. fell short. For sure. Blowing two big leads in the fourth quarter. That's really what you're looking at right now. We're not, we're, we, we used to be a second half. This is, again, I don't want to keep interrupting going on about our identity, but the Ravens used to only be a second half team. And now we're a first half team. We, yeah. we we don't we we come out storming in the first half and then we get the ball back as we always love and we can't do anything. I mean, what the hell's going on? And same to Lamar. Lamar didn't score a single point the whole second half. We scored 20 points in the first, not a single point was scored in the second half. My last thing that I'm gonna say, I want to get your opinion on this real quick, is I am fine with going for it two times on fourth down against a team like Miami against a team like Tampa Bay, against a team like the Bengals, against a team like the Steelers. You cannot go for it on fourth down when it's that late in the game and you have a lead on a team like the Bills or on a team like KC, right now on a team like the Eagles. Those three teams right now, Harbaugh, you can't do that. I'm, I, that's, part of his co- that's part of his coaching. I love it. Do it against Miami. It didn't work out for us. I still support you. But you had a chance – right there to go up by three with Justin Tucker, guaranteeing you three. Every time he goes out there, he hits the Catholic cross. He's got God on his side, and he delivers that three. We could have gone up. Could have gone. Could have won that game. Had force, force the Bills to have to score seven to win that game. Force them to. Make them. They can't win it on three. They can only force OT. And you know that they're not going to do that well in OT with the weather. What's your takeaway from that, man? What, what, how do you feel about my stance? That there's only three teams in the league that you can't do that with. Am I crazy? I think, I think they were damned if you do, damned if you don't. You know, if they kick the field goal, Buffalo goes down, gets a touchdown, you lose the game, right? I think they're, it comes down to what you were saying, identity. They don't have trust in their defense to, to go down and stop them. You know, that's what all the frustration was on the sideline. Guys are saying, just let them score. We'd rather the offense go back out there with a minute you know, left in the game, yeah. and it's a chance to force OT. Uh, yeah. I think that was the biggest thing is that identity talk that you were talking about where the defense knows that they weren't going to be able to stop them. Uh, and they'd rather put the ball in Lamar's hands, the guy that's going to get paid, the guy that's an MVP. Uh, and they'd rather him go out and win you the game than bank on your defense because they, they don't think they can do it right now. They covered, though. They covered. Yeah. 
If you saw my emergency last change last week, I said, take the over, take the alternate spread, 58 and a half, you know, not realizing what Hurricane Ian was going to do. And then I took him plus three and a half. They covered. They covered. All right. We want to hit a quick break and then we'll wrap up these uh, these next few games and then we'll hit our uh, bets. Um, Let's just hit this last one real quick before we run out of time here. Let's do it. And that's Kansas City, Tampa Bay. Talk it. You talk, you were talk, taking the under in that game in our HDL parlay. I I was with you a little did bit. Not deliver, then, did but not it did deliver. not. <laughs> it was over at halftime. Both yeah. these teams were coming out slinging sense. the ball to have uh, the opening kickoff fumbled, and two plays later, Patty Mahomes is hitting Travis Kelsey for a touchdown. It was not a good start for the under. It's the first over seconds. to hit in a yeah. It was the first over, over to hit in a primetime game this season. It was due. Hashtag it was due. It was due. Hashtag it was due. Yeah, and. Sure. Tom, we gotta make that into a shirt. That's our first shirt. Keep going. Tom, uh, Tom comes back and he gets Godwin back. He gets Evans back. Yeah. Uh, Cameron Brait was kind of coming into the tight end one for him there a little bit. Uh, Leonard Fournette was running hard, catching the ball out of the backfield, not dropping passes. So he was finally getting those weapons back that he could space it out a little bit. He was slinging the ball. They were on him to start, but then he figured some stuff out. He was hitting the holes. Evans had a over 100 yards. Godwin had 50 in his first game back in a while. Uh, and we'll get to it in a little bit, but maybe it was some of the stuff driving factors. You don't want Tom Brady on a mission. You know, you don't want Tom Brady no. having stuff to prove. And that's no, kind of where he's at now in this season. The it, it was just the biggest thing for them was getting in a 7 nothing hole right out the gate when you were supposed to have the football. And then oh, giving yeah. the Chiefs the ball, coming out of half, they score. You were down 14 points in a, in a hole. Already. Right. So that was the biggest thing to that game. What did you think, Harry? I'm going to make it short and sweet with two minutes before we hit the break. This is what I wrote. When will we remember cheeseburger uh, uh, patty? When are we going to remember cheeseburger patty? When are we going to remember who the magician truly is in the NFL? I mean, it was on full display, bro. It was on full display. The guy who won a Super Bowl, the guy who got the 10 year deal. When are we going to remember who he is? KC is a Randy Orton okay, out of nowhere. Are a viper right now in the grass um, for a Super Bowl big dude. I mean, they, they, like they're crazy. Like, that, they, like they are scoring at will. They don't have Tyreek Hill, and they're scoring at will. Patrick Mahomes dancing, diving, stops right before he looks like looks like Kyrie Irving out there. Like he he's going to do some some wizardry, start dribbling the football out of nowhere. Stops right before, tosses it, little overhead, does a little little shot little free throw style toss touchdown does it twice it's crazy dude um i don't know when we're gonna remember him i hope that him and andy reed went to the local mcdonald's i hope that they got five mcdoubles five quarter pounders because they deserve it man um their defensive line is nasty too with frank clark and the guys so that's the biggest difference they're getting pressure on guys that and that dude that defense came to play like that defense came i mean i get that they got scored on but they came to play yeah they're a real deal team. Yeah. Cool. All right, Harry, we'll set another quick break here. We'll get back on the other side of this. We'll give you our picks, our favorite favorites, overs, unders, um, underdogs, our locks of the week, and we'll put it together in HTL, Harry and Trilly parlay. So we'll be back in about two seconds probably. And we're back here on the cold one conversations. We're going three deep. And nice. at this point, we're getting a little tipsy with it. Hey. Just like. You have to. Yeah. Just loosen up a little bit. I'm a little tired today. Sorry if it reflects. I hope not, but I don't know. Just in a weird, 
took a nap, you know, you're a little drowsy. It is what it is. We're powering through it. It's the birds, baby. The birds, both. That's what happened to Zach Wilson, you know. That's why he had such a horrible performance. He took a nap right before the game. They should have brought back Joey Flack. If they would have put Joey Flack in Zach that game. Wilson won the, won the football game. We didn't even talk about him. No, 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 no. If Joey Flack would have been in there, staying in, leading that team, sure, it might have not been pretty. Sure, maybe it couldn't have been on a highlight reel. 135 to 5. All right, let's go. Let's go. All right. This is where everybody comes. This is what everybody comes in to click on the videos for. Yep. This is where we make you money. All right. Harry and yep. I have been at 500, above 500, first four weeks of the year. That's right. Ready to rock and roll. We're crafting, you know, the, the, H, the HTL didn't do so well last week, but we're looking to change that. All right. Looking to get on the board. We're looking to hunt that plus sign and hit big. So we can build up a little bit of a bank roll here responsibly, of course. But let's dive into our favorite overs of the week here. Harold, let me start here first. Because I think this is actually a pretty good football game. Two teams that have been historically really bad. But two teams that have been kind of surprising people over the first couple of weeks of the season. And that's the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Houston Texans. I like the over 43 and a half there. I think both of these teams have proven that they can score points. Neither of these defenses really are stopping anybody, maybe Jacksonville a little bit, but I think yeah. Mills Mafia is kind of coming into his own now being able to throw the ball, the ball to Brandon cooks. You got Damian Pierce breaking out of a shell. Finally, for all you fantasy owners, he's not sitting on the bench anymore. That guy's getting the bulk of the carries over Rex Burkhead. So, and then Trevor Lawrence is looking for a back, bounce back game where he had four fumbles, absolutely ugly. That Eagles D line we talked about it got after him. Uh, Texans do have nowhere close to the same defense. So, this is where the offenses are going to shine 43 and a half, very low. I love the over in that game. I mean, listen, dude, I think that Jack, Jacksonville has proven that they're, that they're the real deal, right? I, I do. I think that they've proven that they're a real deal football team. Um, you're going the over. Um, I like it, 43 and a half. Um, I think that you're right. Houston's been, like, showing signs, dude, that they can, like you said, they can, like, stay in a game. And yeah. they can even make other teams nervous. Like, or it's not just back. that they stay in or come back, right? Like, they can they can legitimately make you nervous. I do think that Dougie P is going to be on a rampage. Um, I think he's pissed that he didn't beat the team that ran him out of town, um, especially going on a – come on, you know it's true – especially going off of a 14-point lead and blowing it and then losing. Um, I like the over here. I think it's a very, very solid pick. Um, listen. Jacksonville like, can like score 30-plus themselves. 100%. 100%. And like you said, we're here making people money. We have not gone below 500 this whole season. We're four games in. We're going on week five, and neither one of us – we're right now, we're professionals that are giving this away for free. We're asking one thing and one thing only. You watch it. You subscribe to it, you hit the bell, you share it. It's four things. We're giving you – we're giving you 12 things. I give six, he gives six, and we're asking for four. We're asking for a fraction. How many times does four go into 12, Trilly? Really? Give me the math. Go ahead. Give me the math. How many times does four go into 12? That's right, three times. Three That's times. right. That's right. We're asking for one-third of what we're asking for. That's right. He needed to give me the math, okay? We're asking for it. Trilly's taking the over here. I like it, man. I'm going to move to my next one. Well, pick hold here. up. Do you want to give us our first ad of the podcast before we get I into love. I'd love to give us our first ad of our podcast. First ad of the podcast, listen, we've got sponsorships now, um, and this has been a big thing that Trillian and I have been really working for. 
We're trying to make this podcast real. We're trying to make it big. That starts with you guys, but it also starts with endorsements, right? And this podcast is sponsored by Heaster Photography. Heaster Photography, available for all venues, outdoor, indoor, sports, weddings, vacations, whatever you need, graduation photos, dog photos. You want it done, Heat Photography's got it, and they are a proud sponsor of the Cold Ones Conversations podcast. We're happy to have their business. We love them. Heat Photography, available for all, all venues. We'll have a code for them soon. We can get discounts, and we're happy to have them as our first sponsor. It's good-looking people taking pictures of other good-looking people. You know, that's, that's what right. the company's about. That's right. That, that right. That's actually the company's uh, logo. Right. That's what the founder came up with. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's go into let's go into my next my, my pick. OK, now are we sticking right now with overs. Or are we doing underdogs? Do overs first and then we'll do underdogs. OK, let's do keep overs, it organized. Quick. Keep it organized. I like it. You need to keep Dude, your uh, after, after, yeah, that's, right. that's right. After a big after a big, big win against the Super Bowl champions, I'm loving this San Francisco versus Carolina in Carolina over at 39 and a half. San Francisco is proven right now, dude. I have Jimmy G as the sleeper top five quarterback right now in this league. I think that this 49ers team gels with him so well. I think this defense knows how to keep points off the board, but I always want to give a home dog. I always want to give a home dog at least 10 points at a minimum, if not 13. I know that we've seen that Baker really doesn't seem like he knows what he's doing out there. Um, this season, uh, he he just looks totally dysfunctional. Um, the whole organization does, let's be honest. But I, I still give Carolina, when you're a dog and you're at home, I'm going to give you 10 points. I think it's going to be easy for Jimmy G to score a minimum of 24 to 25 points here. No question about it. He's gelling with this group. They're glad to have him back. He knows the playbook. He wants to get it done. He wants to show why another team needs to get him. And whoa. And what starts with that is by making an example out of a bad team. I think the San Francisco 49ers sling it here, dude. I'd hammer the over at 39 and a half. What do you think? Yeah, it's both teams that have edges on their like chips on their shoulder. You know, Matt Rule, Baker Mayfield, and Carolina, they're both playing for their jobs at this point. Correct. They got to go out and prove against a good defense in San Francisco with D'Amico Ryans. Shout out ex-Eagles linebacker. He was a stud for the birds, too. Out there kicking ass out in San Francisco, getting that defense flying all over the place. But they need to go out and prove that they can put up points and be competent. They need to stay in this football game. Uh, I think Baker's looking to sling it. Robbie Anderson really hasn't been unleashed yet. It's been a Christian McCaffrey check down show all, all week long for them. Baker's been getting passes deflected. They got something to prove. They need to score some points. Uh, it's been it's been an ugly ride for them. And then on the flip side of it, I agree with you. It's a bad Carolina defense. Jimmy G needs to show everybody that he yep. can throw the football. I think George Kittle gets a touchdown, his first touchdown of the season this week. Hammer it. Lock it. Hammer it. Hammer That's a prop it. for you. Um, it's, what is it? It's due. It's, it's due. due. It's due. Hashtag it's due. It's due. Hashtag it's due. And then on the flip side of it, Debo's and, and Jimmy haven't missed a beat. You know, he loves just giving them those five yards, let Debo do his thing. You know, last week against the Rams, they abused Jalen Ramsey and that secondary. Nobody wanted to tackle Debo, you know, and them going out, being it was at home, primetime game, they they took it to them. They took it to the Super Bowl champions, defending Super Bowl champions. So uh, I think Jimmy G sliding in the top five of your QB list is a bit bold, but I like it. And I think that's why I like this over. Last thing I'll throw out, dude, um, they're winning the division. 
49ers are winning their division. Um, yeah. No question about it. Now they, they, they win this game. They put it, they put it all the way on. They're ready to go. Rams aren't looking good. They're, they're, uh, well, listen, I don't want to go on a tangent. They're one of the division. Okay, let's go to our underdogs. Um, I want to start out with a game that I feel like this is out of every single game besides my HTL. This is probably the biggest lock that I think you could take this Sunday. And that's the Chargers in Cleveland at Cleveland. Cleveland plus two and a half. Really? I love this, dude. I lo- I, yeah, I do. I love Cleveland here plus two and a half. I think that they can keep it close. I really do. See, I'm taking I the think, flip side of it. I like them. I like the Chargers as a favorite. All right. Well, we'll get we'll get into it. We'll get into it. But right now we're talking about the underdogs. Okay. Uh-huh. We're talking about the underdogs. And I'm telling my reason about why they're an underdog. Why you should take the points. I'm not saying that they're gonna win, but I'm saying they should take the points. And here's why. Right now, I'll say it. I believe it. I think that Cleveland has a chance right now in the AFC North to be the to be without a doubt the third, if not second best team in the AFC North. Um, I think the Bengals um, are not protecting their quarterback. I think that the Ravens, as I've stated many of times, they're we're going to win the division. Um, I believe that. I know that it's going to happen. But I think that Cleveland has a chance right now with the way that they've been playing and with the way that their offense is sort of getting it together. Great backs in, you know, Kareem and Nick Chubb when both healthy and still very solid defense that they're ready they're ready to strike um and we've also seen that this chargers team doesn't know how to keep games in their court they either let it get way too close or they just they either let it get way too close or they let it completely get away from them um it gets very nerve-wracking and cleveland's going to be a team in week five that i think is going to really pressure um herbert I think that they're going to hit him. I think they're going to hit him hard. I think that they can start messing with his ribs and his wrist again. I like Cleveland here, dude. I'm not saying that they'll win. They're at home, dude. This is this is a game where that Cleveland crowd's going to really play a difference here. And at the end of the day, dude, I think that this defense is going to be one that's really going to test Joe Her. Uh, why can't I say his name? Herbert Justin skills. Herbert. Justin Herbert. I'm calling him Joe Herbert. Justin Herbert skills. Um, don't get me wrong. I think he's a phenomenal quarterback, a great athlete. I think the Chargers are a great team, but I like Cleveland here. Tell me why I'm wrong. Breaking news. No, I'm just thinking. I'm thinking. Uh, You're talking me into it. I think the biggest thing that's kind of got me to maybe flip off of that Chargers favorite favorite, uh, is that they can run the ball. Chargers can't stop the run. Damian Pierce went for 125 himself, big 75-yard run. I just think with Chubb and Hunt, they're they're going to chunt you to death out there. I, I don't like Jacoby Brissett is my only biggest thing. I don't think he can really go in a tight game and lead you down for a win. He's done it once this season. I, I, yeah. How many times is he going to be able to do that? Hashtag he's due to throw a pick at the end of, at the end of a game here. Pick six? Uh, Nah, maybe nah, nah. That's too much. But I think Herbert, I think Herbert is, and that offense finally coming out with Eckler getting three touchdowns last week. Maybe you get Keenan Allen back. Hopefully, is what their their plan is. Yeah, to go with Mike Williams. Maybe that offense is it's set to explode too. They're due too. So if it becomes a slugfest, that's what the Cleveland Browns want. They want to be able to run the ball. They want to force you to have to you know, score fast because their defense can play. 
They can get after the quarterback. They want you to throw the ball and let the pass rushers get after him because they'll just run the ball and eat up the whole clock. Now, if the Chargers come out and they just score points all and and you know put up 20 plus, I think it's a long day for Cleveland because they, they can't score fast. But you're also talking about a team here, dude, that let Houston get to within 10 of them. When they okay. should have won, when they should they have won, huge. yeah, they were up huge. But still, dude, you're letting uh, a team that is not even in your league get close to you. That that's see, that's the thing that plays the most for me here with the Chargers I, is I that Houston is that Houston point differential. Because to me, the Chargers should have beat should have won that game by two tugs or more, if not seventeen. Um, and I see, I I just see this Cleveland defense playing a, a real a real. Um, them being a real factor to disturbing the way that that, that Joe Burrow is going to play. So I'm saying take the points. Trilly might be going the other way. But listen, man, let's go to your first underdog. Who do you got? Yeah, my underdog, I like uh, – they burned us last week when I took them as my lock for my favorite. First – first, We got the same We got the same thing here. Go. Detroit. Uh, yep. Detroit plus three and a half? Yeah. Same here, dude. That was my next one. Yeah, I like them as an underdog. I think with the Pats with – Third string QB coming in it now. I mean, he looked okay. Um, they were very conservative with him. Uh, ran the football a lot. They, they they hung with Green Bay last week. Now maybe that's a little bit due the Green Bay really wasn't preparing for the the kid. What what's his name again? Uh, not Gunner, right? That's your Baltimore guy. That's right. Yeah, no. <laughs> that's the Orioles player. What are we talking about? About yeah, about the Pats QB. Oh the pat oh the guy who the guy that they took off the street yeah the third the string third guy. string quarterback yeah oh, I don't even from know, Western dude. Kentucky I'm, I'm just, uh, I forget I his name knows, man but I'll anyway look up, I'll look it up right now now uh, now teams I think the biggest reason that they struggled so much is they weren't preparing for him they were preparing for Brian Horner, uh right. the Green Bay Packers were so now you get a whole week for Dan Campbell to prepare for that their defense though was brutal against the Seattle team. I'm a little hesitant in taking them, but I think they're a feisty football team. I think they can definitely Garrett keep Gilbert? it within three. No, it no. wasn't Garrett Gilbert. No, no. It was uh, Bailey Zappi. 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 Yeah. Zappi. Zappi. Yeah. But I think Detroit can he's keep it within a field goal. Name. Just for his name, he's a legend. Just for his name. Yeah. Dude, I think it's crazy. I think it's crazy here that Detroit's getting points. Yeah. No, I, I think agree. it's. I mean, how are you giving Detroit points here? When, I, I mean, is it confirmed? What's the quarterback situation right now going in? I mean, I think Mac Zappi's Jones going to be the guy. Right, exactly. Like yeah. Mac Jones is not there. Detroit, dude. Detroit is. They are the NFL equivalent of the Baltimore Orioles. That's where they are right now. They're a team that is doing things that people aren't expecting them to do. They're giving up games. Yes, that's true. But they're keeping games extremely close. Jared Goff. Scoring a lot of points. They're scoring a lot of points. And Jared Goff has proven, dude, he might be due in the next couple seasons for another contract with them, with the way he's playing for them. Like, he's syncing up well in in that situation. When everybody sold their stock in him, once the Rams, you know, offloaded him, obviously for the Super Bowl champion, Matt Stafford. Yeah. Dude, I can't believe that Detroit's getting picks here. I, I would honestly say uh, I'm going to switch. I'm going to switch. There's just a lot of locks here, dude. But I, I love that pick by you. I, I had the same thing, but I think it's tremendous. Yeah, and you know maybe St. Brown will be back this week. Hopefully, is what they're hopefully. playing. 
DeAndre Swift doesn't seem like it, but Jamal Williams, a very good backup option there. Ran the ball all over the place. Uh, I I see this defense similar to Seattle's a little bit better with a little bit more talent, but uh, I I just don't see them being able to keep up with Bailey Zappi at the helm, especially the way they played so conservatively last week. So I, I like Detroit. I, I think if they, they, they might lose this game, but it'll be by a field goal, you know? I'm going to give I'm gonna give my last under here, and that is Trilly's. If he wasn't a Birds fan, this would be the team that he would have been born into. This is a fan base that is very vibrant in the city of Philadelphia. This is a fan base that still believes that 1990 and 1990 to 2000 is what years it is right now. This is a team where it's quarterback that should have been the franchise and won a Super Bowl has went on and had a better career as a commentator. And that's the Dallas Cowgirls. Um, I am taking the Dallas Cowgirls plus five and a half. Truly, I'm going to make a statement here that you might not like to hear, but I think that their pass rush is equivalent to Philadelphia's right now. That's just me personally. Um, They don't have the guys. They have a better guy in Micah Parsons, but they don't have a better group. That's fair, but I think it can match up in division. We'll see. I could be wrong. I could totally be wrong, but I'm going to throw it out there. I love the points here. I love them on the road against the Rams after the Rams suffer a huge defeat to the 49ers. We're seeing how limited the Rams are right now, truly, especially offensively. It's Cooper Cup Um, and nothing, pretty much. It's Cooper Cup and nothing. That's absolutely right. Will OBJ re-sign there? I don't know. Apparently, the rumors are that he is he's back to considering New Orleans and Green Bay. We will see. We will see. My underdog is Baltimore. Um, but I'm not saying that I want him. I'm just saying. But my point being is I love the points here, man. Um, uh, you know, the owner for the Cowboys making a ton of noise about, you know, whoever they picked up off the street. Uh, to, to play quarterback, kind of making Dak look like an asshole, to be honest. If I was Dak, I'd be feeling a little weird that Jerry Jones, the guy who made all this point about why I should get paid, he's praising this guy a little too much. He's making him sound like he's on the same level as me. What's going on? Um, but I love the Cowboys here, man. I think they keep it close. I think uh, I think five and a half after that huge Rams loss um, is is way too much. That's just me personally. Um, I, I really like this underdog for sure. Um, I definitely think that Dallas keeps it close. Teams, I saw something on TikTok is a uh, betting trend for this season is teams that covered the week before that play a team that didn't cover the next week. You take the team that didn't cover. It's hitting at like a 65% clip. So that means the Rams didn't cover. Cowboys did last week. I like the Rams in this situation. Uh, I think they're looking for that bounce back game. Just take the opposite of everything. It's yeah. fine. It's yeah. fine. Sorry. Keep going. Sorry, brother. Keep going. Keep going. Keep no, going. but I think Cooper Rush own what, 4-0 in his first four starts is a bit ridiculous. I do agree with you that their defensive line is legit. Uh, I think their secondary isn't as great as it's touted to be, but uh, I think they come into this game looking to – get Cooper the ball, but they're going to try to lock him down. If Matt Stafford can get a little bit of time, that's going to be the biggest key. So if they can get him time to throw the ball to his other guys, but no, I don't hate your pick. I just hate the Cowboys. So that's the only reason. I'm just saying this. This is my, this is the hottest take. We're going to clip this. Matt Stafford's elbow is done after this game. It's going to be done. They are going to go after that elbow with the shooting sleeve so hard. 
that thing's going to get clipped. It's going to get rugged. It's going to be thrown to the ground. It, it, Joel Embiid style, straight to the ground, hard, hard. He's going to go straight to the ground hard. Um, totally don't listen to Trilly there. All right. Where are we going to next, dude? Let's do uh, unders here. I like uh, first under. I hate betting unders. You love them. Your unders last week didn't I really got hit, one, though. though. They did not hit. They, that's why I'm not I'm not touching them much this week. I don't know if that's bad if you got to stick with them through the paint. But I'll digress. Go, keep going. The under I was looking at is the Chicago Bears versus the Minnesota Vikings at 44 points. Ooh. I think the Bears stink. Bears stink. They can't throw the football. They can't score the football. They can't score touchdowns. Uh, I think Minnesota can put up maybe 21, 24 points, but the Bears aren't getting more than 10. Uh, The Vikings have a legit defense. Uh, this game's just going to be ugly. I mean, maybe Justin Jefferson gets you a touchdown and some yards here, but uh, I just don't see the Bears being able to put up the points to be able to cover this number. Let me ask you something real quick before I react to that. I think that the media is being way too harsh on Justin Fields. What do you think? Uh, I don't. I think, I think it's BS. I think they're babying him a little too much, uh, like the team. Like this, the, the team. Scheme. I would agree with that. Yes, the scheme wise, uh, they aren't letting him loose. They're they're not letting him throw the football. Now, is that because he really doesn't have any weapons? I wouldn't disagree with you with that. I mean, Darnell Mooney's your number one guy. Like, come on now. Like, what are we doing? Can't... It's like you saw the difference. You know, I I mean, I'm you know I'm a homer, so like you see the difference between getting AJ Brown and throwing to Jalen Rager. You know, uh, it's two th- totally different quarterbacks. So that's kind of yeah. what you're looking at, Justin Fields. Yeah. Um, they really haven't been throwing the ball. They've only completed, what, 65 passes in four games? That's four ridiculous. Games. Yeah, it's pretty brutal. I mean, we keep hammering this week after week after week where when are you just going to let them just go for it? Like, go for it, Justin. Do what you did at Ohio State. Get them, draw up some run scheme, pass options for them. Get them out in the open, moving. Throw hit guys moving down the field. They just aren't doing it right now. Um, but. The only stat better than Justin Fields' 65 passes is Kenny Pickett's 13 passes. Yeah. Not a single one hit the ground. ground. Yeah. Three one to the other Three, team. I mean, it's so, it's so crazy. But I'm going to tell you, I like this pick. Um, I think that I think that I think the Vikings come for blood, and I think that the the Chicago fan base has to sit through another loss. Um, let's move to my under. I can't believe I'm saying this because I, I I feel like an idiot saying this. So I don't even know. Uh, you know what? No, I, I I gotta I gotta go on the fly. I can't give that. I'll tell you what it was off camera. But if I give it, it's just it's just bad luck. It's just bad luck. I can't I can't do it. The under that I'm gonna take, dude. I'm gonna be very honest here. I'm switching up mid game, but it was the other one that I'm looking at, and that's Tennessee Washington. Um, I think that this game are two teams that – there are two teams that are outside of the equation of hashtag they're due. They're the only two teams in the NFL that are outside of that equation. Um, I don't like it. I don't like this game. Line, depending on where you're looking, it's 42.5 or 43.5. I'm going to stick to 42.5. I like the under here. Um, I don't think that Washington looks so discombobulated. It's crazy. Carson Wentz looks like he should not be out on the field, which is also crazy given the contract that he has. And the Titans, dude, I mean, how much longer are we going to keep uh, depending on Derrick Henry, this one-dimensional team? I mean, Mike Rabel 
uh, you got to come up with something different, dude. Uh, I mean, uh, how much of a box are we in? You gave Ryan Tannehill this huge contract two seasons ago. What are we doing right now? I, I like the under here, man. 42 and a half. I, I could see this just being field goal. Yes. Um, I could see Derrick Henry getting down the field well, but when it comes to that front seven within that 20 to the goal line, I think the Washington defense steps up. And I don't think that Tannehill has right now the skill to get it done from the air. I think it's just going to be a game of kicking. That's my take. Yeah, no, I mean, I hear you. I'm with you on that, honestly. Carson, I, I, I want to say that he can sling the ball to his receivers, but he just hasn't been able to do it other than week Correct. one. So um, I, I'm with you on that one. Now let's hit our favorites here. Favorites of the week, or favorite favorites, and then we'll hit our locks, throw together the parlay, and we'll get out of here. All right? Uh, my favorite for this week that, I, that I'm liking and kind of hit on it a little bit before, and that's Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay. There's rumors that Tom Brady and Giselle, uh, they're got divorce lawyers, loves on the rocks. You know, Giselle, what's up? What's up, girl? I mean, hey, just always saying hey. But I'll be I'll be the nanny, honestly. And that's kind of where I want to get to it here. Just real quick take on that whole situation is if the whole thing, I, I bet you there's more to it, but they keep saying, Oh, it's her time to go back to her career. She put her career on a break for Tom, right? For to go play football. Why? Why did she have to put her career on break? They have so much money that either A, their parents could watch the kids. B, they bring the kids with them and just have them sit around with an or have a nanny. I'm sure they already have nannies. They have plenty of money. They have private jets that can take them anywhere they want. Like I that's the conversation cast will be the nanny. Homeless conversation cast will be the nanny. Exactly. Like we will help you. You don't have to go through this. We will help you. We're great with kids. I have a lot of little cousins. I've babysat my whole life. Just let me know. All right. That's all. That's all I got to say about that is if that's the situation, I think it's absolutely stupid. Yes. Is it frustrating? I can see on Giselle's part. Tom says he's done two weeks later. Nah, babe, I'm going back. I can see how that's very frustrating. But at the end of the day, if it's the whole whose career, who's more money, like I want to go do my thing, then go do it, babe. Like why, why, like why, why aren't you? What's stopping you now? If you're gonna get a divorce to make that happen, I think that's stupid, but it is what it is. Um, but that means Tom Brady is out for you know to prove something. He's out to make stuff happen. You saw him get his weapons back, hit in stride, and I'm taking Tampa catching nine points. He's gonna come out, look for a bloodbath, throw for wow. 300 plus yards like he did last week, and he's just gonna look to go on a tear. Uh, the worst guy to face in the NFL over the past two decades is a Tom Brady with something to prove. And that's what he has now. Well, I'm not even going to comment except to say that everything that you said, I agree with uh, that was the game, the under that I was good. That I was thinking about taking. And then that screwed me last week. I don't want to bet Tom on the under. That's why I took it out. So you actually stomped on me there. I'm not going to add much. I'm going to move to my game. If you don't mind for the favorite yeah, favorite. Um, and I'm kind of getting tired of talking about them so much, but they've been they've been winning for me, dude. They've been helping out. I told you take the money line two weeks ago as my HDL. It hit. I told you take them as a favorite. It hit. And right now, dude, is my favorite favorite. I love both the money line, um, even though it doesn't win you anything. So take the points. I love the points here. Green Bay minus eight and a half. Um, this is one line. You know this about me, Trilly. The audience, if you've been listening since the first week, you know I don't like lines usually that are above 14. Like I have no idea or above seven. 
Uh, like I have no idea, really 6.5, but I have no idea how to react to that Steelers-Bills line. Something about that seems very fishy, yeah. 14. It's yeah. very fishy, 14. Like that's – I mean, dude, we're talking about still a, a Coach Tomlin here. I mean, come on. And Najee Harris and, 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 an, and an AFC North team. But that's not the game we're talking about. Um, I don't care that Aaron's on the road here. I think he does the ayahuasca in the plane. I think he starts giving the ayahuasca the out plane ride to over the to captain. London. I think he gives it to the captain. I think that while the captain is landing the plane, he is drinking out of Aaron's custom ayahuasca Green Bay Yeti cup. I love this line here. Aaron loves to take advantage of bad teams with even worse defenses, with horrible coaching staffs, and with teams that think that they're hot when they're not. I think that this is a game where he can start to work out maybe some more kinks with those players that he continually starts to have horrible body language with. That doesn't seem like it's going to end. I love this. Take the points minus eight and a half Green Bay. Yeah, Green Bay is going to finally be able to open it up through the air and just sling it. Uh, Aaron's been kind of struggling a little bit, throwing the ball down the field, working it out with his receivers. But it seems like Dobbs is finally clicking with him there. Lazard's getting back to be healthy. You got the two running backs. This Giants football team is a fake three and one. Uh, we all know it. They haven't played anybody. Uh, I mean, Correct. Uh, like, it's not even like the teams are like feisty at this point. They're, the teams they played are just not good. Correct. And so going up against uh, NFC champion contender and the Packers, you're going over to London. You know what you said with Aaron, he's got a little medicinal, get right, get everybody going. They're going to go out. This game's going to be over before like 1030 in the morning. You're going to turn it on and you're like, oh, wow, that's ugly. The Giants who we thought they were. So that's kind of where I'm at with that. I like that pick a lot. Um, Do you want to let's hit our favorite. Let's hit our break. Yeah. And then let's do our HDL because you know we always got to talk the HDL. You know yeah. we got to talk it. I'm four for four, so I'm taking my time because I'm making these freaking 500 viewers that aren't hit subscribe. If you're going to be watching, you're you're part of that 500 viewer list. You're part of that 100 viewer list. Yeah, I mean we're at, we're at 27, 28 subscribers right now. We should be at a hunch. We should be at a hunch. Let's get it up. Let's hit this quick break and we'll talk. 29, 29 subscribers. Come 29. on, get that. Up. Okay, you're proving get it up. Proving me right, up. but let's get it up. Let's All hit right. this quick break. We'll be right. And we're back, baby. Cold one conversations. Harry's a little tipsy off the polars. I am. We're a couple deep. We're having fun with it. I hope everybody's enjoying the episode. Make sure you subscribe, like we've been telling you. Because everybody, we're it's like 65% of the people that watch, you aren't subscribed. Takes two seconds, click it, put the bell, and that's all we're asking for. That's all we're asking. Now, because we're giving out winners, and that's what we're doing here. We're giving to give you our HDLs, our Harry and our Trilly Locks, and our HTP, Harry and Trilly Parlay. Making money this week. Harry has been on fire 4-0 with his locks. I am 3-1. I had a bad week last week. It is what it is. We bounced back. We've been above 500 all Each day week. Weeks. Each week. So Each here we go. Week. Let's get into it. Locks of the week. I'm going to start it off here, Harry, first. Do it. Because I didn't take them last week. I took them the first three. They're undefeated. The only undefeated team left. Didn't want to jinx it last week because I figured hey, we'll just let it go. I've been let me have too it. much. You took them last week. I let and you they take delivered. Them. And they delivered. They're going to do it again. Eagles five and a half. They're going Cardinal hunting. Phillies going Cardinal hunting this weekend. The Phillies Cardinal are taking hunting. down the Cardinals out in St. Louis. And the Eagles are taking care of business out in Arizona. Go Eagles. So At the end of the gonna, day, go Birds, go Eagles. Go Birds. That's all I got to say. This Eagles team, yeah. 
is nasty. Kyler Murray's going to waddle around with a fat dump in his pants. Like, he's not going to know what to do. He hasn't been able to put up def- points against bad defenses this year, let alone a good one. Yeah. So good luck really. with that. Uh, my biggest thing is he has no weapons. Zach Ertz is going to get locked up in his uh, reunion game against the birds. Uh, other than that, what do they got? Nothing. So I Hollywood, Hollywood, you put Darius Slay on him. He's locked up. Darius Thank Slay, God, he's guys like him, like before he even wakes up in the morning. Like, Fuck he, him. He's, like, come on. He, Jay Jett is only getting less than 60 yards. You think Hollywood's going to get over that? I don't think so. So I like the birds going out, taking care of business, staying undefeated, covering the five and a half. Go birds. Go eggs. Okay. Well, I'm going to, it's, it's funny because we're both talking about our, our hometown teams, our hometown games for our locks for HDLs, except I'm going the other way. I'm taking Cincinnati plus three. Um, I can't believe that, that they're giving Cincinnati anything above two and a half. Um, have people forgotten that this is the AFC North? And when AFC North teams play each other, it's a totally different ball game. Th- these type of ball games, and also mind you, not to bring something bad about my team, but we're going against a team that scored 82 points on us last season. Now, I've always acquitted that's because we had major injuries. It was horrible how much our defense was injured. Looks like we're injured anyway right now. We still can't keep points off the board. But the point being is that I love Cincinnati here at plus three. Um, I, I, I think that this is an absolute lock. Um, I think you're an idiot if you don't. You got a Pro Bowl level uh, kicker um, in Cincinnati. You've got arguably one of the best duos right now um, or, or trios in in Burrow, Mixon, and in Chase. They're going to keep this close. Absolutely, Baltimore is going to be able to score, but Cincinnati is going to be able to answer. Take it. Three points plus three Cincinnati lock it. That's my HTL. Let's move to our parlay Trilly. As you guys know, we didn't hit for our first one, but Hey, that happens. We give you the straight bets. We give you the goods. We're, we're taking chances here. We're taking chances. So I'm going to give you my two. Then Trilly's going to give him his two. It's 10 bucks to win. What was the number Trilly? Give me the math. Please give me the math. 1759. 1759. That's on a $10 bill. You'll win in 1759. The first thing I'm going to start out with, with or without Tua, minus three on the road to New York, a.k.a. via New Jersey, Miami versus the New York Jets, minus three. I feel like that's a no-brainer. You got to take it no matter who, who the quarterback is. They got a better defense without a doubt. They got a top five defense in the league. They've got insane offensive talent who's ever at the helm they can beat this new york giants or jets team excuse me and then next dude i can't believe i'm saying this because i was going all over the place but i put some real thought into it we were talking during the break i'm taking the under i don't know if i'm going alternative spread yet you know what as a matter of fact i will um take an alternative spread seattle nola under 47 and a half This game is a game where both teams have kind of been scoring lately a little bit out of their mind, a little out of their britches. They shouldn't have been able to do it. Seattle's going against arguably the best defense that they are going to face so far this season. No question about it. Uh, I don't know if Nola's able to put up 28 points again. Was it 25 or 28 against the Vikings this past week? Um, I can't remember off the top of my head. It was what? They had the double doink, which we didn't even talk about. I know. uh, It was 28. It was 25, 28. 25-28. 25-28. Um, I don't think that Nola does that again. I see this being a very down and dirty game. Take it under 47 and a half points. And again, Miami minus three. 
That's my two parts of the HTLP, the Harry Trilly podcast parlay, whatever you want to call it. Get it out, get it in. I'm for, I had like, did you see that dude? I like yeah. stroked out. Yeah. I like got a stroke right you there. Are, right? Like, I don't know what I was like, the HT. And then I got like, I like lost myself. I felt like two out for a second. Um, I don't know what happened. Hopefully he's okay. All right, go ahead. Too soon. Too soon. Too All soon. Right. Too soon. Um, it's a late night. It's a late night. I've been having so too much I, I started off ice cold last week, going over two on the my yeah. parts of the parlay. Uh, right. I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of stick to a couple of the picks that I like in my overs, unders, and all that. But my first one, I'm taking that Jacksonville Houston. I, I really like that 43 and a half over. All the stuff I said earlier, both these teams are gonna score some points. Uh, right. I I really like that part there. Then I'm going to take the flip side of your game. Your birds versus the Bengals. I think these are two totally different teams. Uh, you know, normally Ooh. the NFC North is two slugfests um, when it comes North, down to it. But AFC North, sorry. Yeah, you're good. It's a slugfest. Uh, but I like the over 48 and a half there. Uh, both okay. these teams are going to score points. The Bengals last year routed the Ravens. Yeah. And uh, they're looking to do more of the same. Now the difference is this year, the Ravens still can't stop them but they can still mm-hmm. score with them. So yeah. I think the Ravens are going to be able to keep up with Joey B and uh, the Bengals, but uh, I'm just expecting a shootout in that one. Well, everybody, you've been listening to episode five. We're trying to build this thing. Thank you so much for the views. Keep commenting. I want We want to have comments. Follow us on Instagram at Harry Heaps, at Brandon Petrilli. Go We're going to put out the bet slips with everything. Put out the bet here. slips. We're going to start making it. We're soon we're going to have social media coming. For this whole page, we're going to get this thing going, but we need you to subscribe. We want you to keep you and share it. Please interact. We're also starting this Sunday every week game reactions. Um, truly might not have to for the Eagles because he thinks he's a hot shot. But I will be for the Ravens, given that they can't seem to get it together. Um, we can't wait to keep this thing going. Episode five, share it. We're going to have it out. Thursday night football. What is Thursday night football, actually? What is tomorrow night's game? Uh, I don't even know. It's the first game. It's a, um, what is it right here? Indiana, Indianapolis, Denver. What we didn't even talk about another that we, whatever. Watch a game. Yeah. yeah. Jonathan I Taylor's not playing. Javante yeah. Williams tore his ACL. Eh, ugly, ugly. Matt Corny Russ. Russ hold on. Corny Russ is back. Yeah. Corny Russ is back. But I love Russ. Yeah. But yeah, again, make sure you subscribe, follow us. Uh, Harry and I are going to make an Instagram page for the COC, the cold one conversations. Thanks everybody for coming back for to another episode. Make sure you subscribe. We're coming out every Thursday morning. Uh, yep. Make sure you, and all this clips out there. We've appreciate all the views. All right. Well, we keep building this and just make sure we get the subscribe button now. That's all we need. All right. Shout out to the two and five go birds, baby. All right. And the fightings. Vens up. Vens we're going. Up. We're going cardinal hunting this weekend in Philadelphia.